Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly talk between two friends who know about computers and stuff. And the internet and stuff like and that. the internet and become politically activated by the horrors of the world. My name is Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. This is Grand Podcast Nights. I need to wake up. Um, <laughs> uh, this week we're going to talk about how to leave the country, speaking of things going to shit. Um, yes, we are. Um, you've done it. I've done it for a year and come back. The hardest thing, if anything, is coming back once you leave because... <laughs> so much cheaper outside the UK uh, by the country of course by default we're talking about England and yes. London slash Brighton um, but uh, yeah we're just going to talk about like why what's going, why, have we had enough what's it take to decide and then like how do you do it where would you go, what would you do why <laughs> well we can find out how you've, you've left yeah so you've done it under different yeah. levels of pressure yes for different reasons i think this is uh yeah so yes i'm looking forward to this episode we uh mm. we're gonna make it okay. really fun and informative sure <laughs> without talking okay. about visas and shit like that Oops. oh god sorry mm. auntie annette <laughs> all right um let's go then So, Ivanka, what's on yes. your mind? How's it going? Uh, it's going It's going very well, thank you very much. I'm enjoying my new life in the Croatian countryside. I have, on the subject of the um, dawning, starting, progressing uh, ecosystem apocalypse, my garden seems to be full of bugs. Mm. I haven't seen any worms. What's <laughs> interesting. Mm. Lo- loads of insects garden. in my garden. Uh, which I, 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 you know, I, I celebrate due to yeah. the state of the world, but my goodness, they are frustrating and cause not just a few of ah, screechy girly screeches. I say get rid of them. <laughs> Go after them with insecticide. Yes. Uh, so I'm very proud of the developments in my garden. Uh, that's what I'm mostly about these days. I'm the kind of mm. person that talks about their garden. I've got, I've planted things. I've got a compost heap going. Not sure how it's going to do in the heat, but we'll give it a go. Um, and yes, that, that kind of thing. Uh, I take the child to nursery in the morning, which she's really enjoying. And then we spend the afternoon running around the village like wild children. I'm the only mother hovering in the <laughs> nearby. All the other children are let free to roam. But mine's only four. I can't, I can't, I don't think she's, she might speak in complete sentences and sound like she knows what she's talking about, but she hasn't got a clue <laughs> about consequences. Uh, so yes, that's what's happening in my life. Though she did mm. point out yesterday to me, because we've been, I said, uh, no, we mustn't put that there. We need to put it in the bin properly because it's bad for the planet. And she went, yes, because if, if, if that gets, if the planet gets dirty and there are lots of germs, everybody will die. Right, germs. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> we've been talking about germs. You see, we've got a germ yes. book. I did leave buying the germ book till very recently because I thought she's exactly the kind of person that if I tell her too much about germs will become 
very obsessive about you know like uh so i'm just gently introducing the concept of germs without going you know you're gonna they they make you ill the human race survived for a very long time without knowing about germs so yeah Mm, they did but they they struggled (laughs) (laughs) they were very confused a lot of the time (laughs) many of them died during that period of not knowing what germs are Uh, it was (laughs) i mean I, i think it's more a question of when or why they died i think we're all still dying I'm sorry to oh, stay. Oh, yes, say. of course. Sorry, yes, sorry. <laughs> I did, she said, that's the other thing. She said, I don't, want to, I don't want to get germs, get ill and die. And I said, oh, you should speak to Michael. <laughs> Why? Because you're, you're obsessed with like living forever and living for 300 years. Oh, so I thought yeah. maybe you could exchange some tips with her about how to live for 300 years if that's the way she wants to go. It's not my area of expertise. Anyway, um, so <laughs> that's me. Uh, how's your week, Michael? How are you? What's on your mind? Still still the remnants of my birthday week, but um, yeah, I've been working hard. Mm. Um, well done. I, I, I'm sort of um, this... Uh, sorry, I haven't got anything interesting to say at all. If anything I say... Did is you get any presents for your birthday? I got this Grace and Perry book and I got... Um, no, not really. That's I mean, good. I got some. I got some birthday money, so that's nice. And so I don't know what to do with that yet. But um, really, I'm just. Uh, I'm just like every day is a birthday, really. It is from now. I on. agree with you. <laughs> so it's freedom. What's more important than freedom and uh, optimism for the future? Um, wow. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like I got my my I'm quitting my I'm quitting contracting post on Facebook has got lots of likes on it, which is nice. And people that even though I don't know that well, going you you deserve it. You know it's hard, but it's time. And then I was talking to my family yesterday about it, and I think there was a bit of a oh well you can take up gardening. I'm like no, I, if anything this is going to be more work than before. Um, <laughs> but uh, um. Just uh, yeah, I, basically, I'm 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 trying to get all my ducks in a row for being able to. I need to get some money coming in more from the apps and start kind of internalizing that and marketing and doing things like that. So I'm sort of rebuilding happiness so that I can put in the. There's like I want to advertise, but the annoying thing is to advertise. You've actually got to make technical changes to the app so that the advertising system can know whether it worked and adjust itself accordingly. Um, which then, like building something you haven't built for a while, is often fraught with error messages. So, and then you might not feel confident that it actually works the way it should. And with the happiness app, I am always very worried that people's data is going to go missing oh, when that's very that's important. Really important. So I'm always a bit nervous about kind of doing a build or, you know, redeploying a new version to the app fair. store. Yeah, yeah, Especially if there are no visible changes. But yeah, I'm, I'm just, um, I've been making lots of little coder documents and trying to, I had a go on David's uh, David's thing, David Siegel's Glide um, app making thing, just to see what that was. And um, yeah, so it's a way to kind of create a, sp- a Google spreadsheet and create a sort of master detail application, basically. So you get a list and then you get a detail screen and you can sort of say what's on the screen and you can say whether it's editable and things like that, which, you know, it's, it's, it's a... It's a like there's a pretty common use case for apps and it's certainly a nice way to be able to author 
stuff. But actually what I've used it for is to, um, I had this spreadsheet of all my songs that I started with all the tempos and keys and lyrics and like, cause I've got like hundreds, hundreds of different tracks um, sort of living in different places. So I was able to get the app to give me a little searchable list of my songs so that if I'm sat at the piano and I can't remember where to start on the keyboard, I can just quickly search for the song and just, and it's also, I figured out how to get it to play audio as well. So I've sort of got my song and the artwork and I can play the audio. And so that's quite a good way of doing it. But it's not a native app. It's, a, it's one of those home screen bookmarks that Apple tried to fob us off with in iOS 1, which is fine. <laughs> it's just, it means like if you're offline, then it's a problem or it does take longer to load okay. than an app would if it was a native app. But it certainly has use cases. Uh, Coder I've been using as well, but I've been finding that's got different, like uh, I'm finding it sort of kind of useful, but sort of not quite, I can't seem to, I just want to change the background color of something and like, no, there isn't a thing to do that. And so I'm having quite a lot of, sometimes, you know, you, you've got to just figure out what the limitations of these tools are. Anyway, that's, that's me. I'm just trying yes. to plan and get ready for the, and try, try not life. to wait until um, things, as I start to feel that I need money until I start trying to earn money. I need to get ahead of it this time. Yeah. Well, a couple of things for me, which I do need to put on the podcast because it's part of our new life and funding it, is that we've launched Restaurants Brighton Jobs. Mm. I forgot to say, I forgot to say that. That's yeah. a big deal. Sponsored um, by Restaurants so, Brighton Jobs. Sp sponsored by Restaurants Brighton Jobs. So yes, that, that can have a link in our, in our notes. But if you're in the Brighton area or looking for a job in hospitality in the Brighton area, then please do go to restaurantsbrighton.co.uk forward slash jobs. <laughs> that's a there you go um sponsored by my billable time <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh then um and then the other thing that i'm looking into as project for somebody else is trying to increase the number of people willing to host refugees right. and coincidentally uh this episode will go out during refugee week so i've been seeking to understand the types of people who take in refugees so that's from unaccompanied minors all the way through to whole families um, who arrive as refugees in the country because um, there is a shortage of people who, especially in that sort of, when somebody arrives and is legally seeking asylum before their asylum seeking gets rejected, especially if they're 14, 15, 16, which there are lots of unaccompanied children, they essentially get put in emergency foster care um, and they then need to be found a, a more stable home. To ha and so it's a bit more similar to a thing called supported lodgings that you may or may not know about if you've looked into fostering. But fostering is obviously taking full care of a child who needs parents, whereas supported lodgings might be for somebody who's left foster care. So they're 18, but you know, you, they, they can't go home to mum and dad while they sort themselves out. So supported lodgings would then enable them to live with somebody till they're 21 and help them achieve independence. Mm. So, yeah, so I'm looking into that this week. So if you have hosted a refugee or would like to host a refugee, then get in touch and I will direct you or interview you. How about that? Well, would, um, this is, I mean, that's on the subject of leaving the country, it is, isn't, isn't it? it? Um, it's magical. How, what it's would, magical how the planets have aligned. What would we, uh, is it, uh, you know, from what you've learned, 
and not that I think anyone listening is likely to benefit directly from this advice. Is there advice that we would give to refugees that want to come to the UK, for example? Well, I don't, I don't think that's the way round. Mm. Like a refugee is a very different sort of migrant yeah. in that they are like... The, the, it's like I was. I did as part of previous work interview a foster carer who, who's most of the people she gets are unaccompanied asylum seekers, minors, mm. and she said what's very different with being fostering somebody like that versus fostering a child who's been taken from a broken home who's mm. had untold abuse, is that as a person, this person was almost certainly very loved and cared for by Mm. parents. Like they don't have any of that early childhood damage. What's broken in their world is their country, not their family. Right. So in some instances, of course, there's different types of refugees, but mostly we're talking about Syrian refugees or Yemen or people who are like fleeing war. And they are not, so they are, they are, loved fully developed human beings who are seeking to survive Mm. and have maybe lost all their family or been packed off by their family in an attempt to rescue them from the situation maybe there's only enough money to send one person um so they choose a child i don't know i really don't know enough it's very i mean the thing is if even if my question was a bit vague and ignorant that i think that's a really interesting way of looking at it and thinking about if you do that and persuasive for people that you know that might want to get involved that might want to because well, it's I not think, i mean not my my, someone, yeah. my sister I, I i boast vicariously about you know my 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 sister's a foster carer and one of the things she said when she's done emergency cover for an unaccompanied minor, and she's like, for her, it was the most sad and most emotional person that she's had to look after. And she, he was only with her for a few days. It's just that she was became totally aware that he had nobody. Mm. Like he was all alone in the world in a place where he doesn't speak the language that he didn't he didn't really know how he'd arrived because he'd been in a lorry and you know it's just Mm. like do you know it's quite a different kind of trauma um but if you if it is the sort of uh if if you you know if 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 you want to get involved with helping people like that, there are charities but also your local council almost certainly has responsibility for hosting people via a fostering scheme so i personally would start there because the welfare state should be dealing this charity should Mm. be a backup so i think personally so yeah go and help the help the uh state do its job yeah well that's what i say yeah so on the subject of leaving countries that's one way of leaving a country is as a refugee what about us (laughs) refugees brexiles brexiles that's what uh, one of my friends calling himself. He lives in Barcelona now. <laughs> Calls himself a Brec. He's living in Brexile. Um, um, what about us? For us, it's a much more. Do you think it requires privilege? Probably. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I think so. Or, or well, yes. You to, to even contemplate yeah. it, I don't think you know. I think that requires a a degree of some kind of privilege of sort you know like i mean being uh for us moving to croatia obviously there's no particular documentation issues mm. um i mean i 
not really here as a Croatian citizen. I'm here as a British citizen. You know, it's kind of a bit woolly uh, because I don't need to sort out my paperwork super fast because my British passport allows me to stay here. Mm. This is where somebody listens to my podcast and comes and <laughs> I get the immigration, the, the <laughs> immigrant police coming around going, what? <laughs> um, but uh, so there is a degree of privilege, I think, in even contemplating it. Mm. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you do it without money, without quite a lot of money, to be honest. But then you have like, there's like, so there's like refugee type migrants and then there's like economic migrants mm. who, um, and that can be at a very, like one of the things that struck me when I did, I did a project for four weeks in Abu Dhabi um, when I was at LBI and there were like, it was like uh, there were levels of expats mm. I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before, but basically like the Indian immigrants were all the laborers on the building sites. Mm. And then the Filipino immigrants were all the ones that were looking after children and being domestic help. And then blah, blah, blah. And then it got to like the Aussie and the UK immigrants and they were all being, um, you know, having all the white collar jobs. And it was like, there was, it's kind of, it was like, I want to say stratosphered, but that's not, you know, stratified. like there was like stratas, stratified caste system. Um, it was essentially, it mm. was quite, dist- I didn't, it's not my cup of tea to go and live in a place like that. But I think it was kind of, it was interesting to see how, because, you know, this idea that because you're white collar and you've gone to America after a job, you're no less an economic migrant, I think. Mm. You know, you'll know if just because somebody's skill set is bricklaying or, I don't know, plumbing, like we get in the UK. It's like you're just coming to try and earn a, earn a living. Hmm. Um, so, um, in, in, but I think in, in my case, the motivations are slightly different hmm. um, and more, more fun. Well, so, so, so we're both sort of, I guess if we were talking about doing, we're both able to sort of, it doesn't, because if, if we've got online businesses, it yeah. sort of doesn't quite matter as much where you live, where you do it. No. This is the I think. A force in the world of people. Um, I mean, it's the same thing that is... I, I, I don't know if this is a tangent, but I think one of the things that's driving this economic inequality is this sort of people... Because computer stuff doesn't need to be done locally you try, everyone sort of tries to sort of farm it out to india and then um whether or not it's a good idea sometimes just so that they've got something to do in their bullshit jobs where they don't actually really have anything to do <laughs> so oh, well we could uh, try offshoring some stuff yeah sounds good that'll keep me busy for a few months um <laughs> it sounds like a lot of the time that's the reason that it happens that sounds like of, a lot of meetings yeah, good, yeah good. I need lots more of meetings, meetings yeah. lots of sort of slow awkward international you know video conferences where you can't quite <laughs> understand what anyone's saying that's always awesome um like uh, can we get a nicer microphone so we can hear um yeah like the, the global so so depending on your job you can work for you know you can work anywhere so you get a lot of these sort of like contractor mobile people that you know software developers and people like that that you know move to some you know desert island somewhere sri lanka sort of like still work and um but i think uh you know when sharon and i talk about it she worries that 
She works in the administration of a, uni of a British university. Um, she sort of always says that her skills aren't transferable enough, and that so I'm I'm trying to help her get to her. Like if you do feel like your job, I don't know, because there's languages as well, and then there's yeah, like if it is if yeah, I think it's harder if you. That's one of the reasons I wanted to get her a laptop was so that we I could start getting her to help on the stuff that is not quite so localized, and then we'd have feel a bit more freedom. So I mean, I yeah, there's advice: get a laptop. <laughs> I would quite happily do something more local mm. for sure. Like, uh, so I'm gonna I've got a little list of things and people I want to contact. I'm certainly trying to make sure I'm you know, getting myself engaged in the local community, looking at, you know, organising some things or maybe helping people with their the marketing of their businesses, something online. You know what I mean? It's not like I, I want to live here. I don't want to, um, you know, just... Stay at home, working uh, remotely. Stay at home, you know, do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. I, though, though, like, so, so um, I want to... At the moment, we certainly do not anticipate this being a forever move. This is just a extended childhood for my yeah. child, <laughs> basically. Um, and so, uh, so you know, where she can run wild in a village with all the other children that are running wild. Um, but we, um, so so we need to sustain that. And uh, but and, you know, this being a digital nomad business is perfectly, yeah. you know, I think it's a perfectly legitimate way to earn a living um but i think what you're not doing is giving yourself a way of making friends locally i think we've as a species we have start we've we've begun to underestimate the importance of local interactions um yeah. everyone sort of lives in their phones on instagram looking for international likes on things but it's less likely to be people that, like it's a different sort of conversation isn't it a local com a conversation with someone that you just happen to live near you can't really have those you can't really nerd out about something no, because you're not. You don't necessarily share any common interest. That's why you need all. a podcast. So if you do leave the country, <laughs> podcast with someone you can like have a in-depth, very specific the, conversation. I, about. I did. I was thinking about this the other day, though, because so for example, my circuit is drop the child off, pick the child up. So I am talking to the parents, and mm. then there's hang out in the playground. So I'm getting to know the kids and some of the parents who attend to their children mm. <laughs> then um because as i mentioned previously they run wild going to the local shop hello going to the diy shop they know me and that's basically my circuit that's that's mm. what limits who i can make friends with so this is where facebook and the like is are very good is because yeah. i was talking to the the woman who teaches so i found a teacher for nick to teach him croatian and she mentioned a facebook group where people share there it's called from my garden so if i've got a glut of raspberries um then i can go on this facebook group and go hey i've got loads of raspberries if anyone wants them or they can go oh has anyone got any home homegrown eggs or whatever so where then by joining that facebook group i am i am finding people that are interested in things that 
very similar to what I'm interested in, which is to be sustainable. Mm. Yeah. So it shortcuts that sort of, and they are all local. They're not all necessarily in this village, but they're on the island. Mm. Um, so that's where social media does come into its own, I think. Yeah, and I have to say, like, I would never have attempted to move to Berlin on my own if I didn't have Facebook, like a few, at least acquaintances on Facebook already yeah, that yeah, lived yeah, there. Yeah. Like, I think if it hadn't been for that, like, I don't think I would have even tried it uh, because it would have just been, I, I literally know no one here. Um, yeah. But, I mean, when 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 it comes to converting acquaintances into friends, that takes... A months and years yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. you know it doesn't happen overnight but yeah I think it's it, like the way I did it was well because I'd applied for a because I wasn't sure if I was going to work remotely but I'd applied for a job with one company and it turned out to be quite a sort of central iOS development company out there so I ended up sort of um, kind of doing their thing but then not working but then I talked to them and they offered me a desk and they said you can use a desk in our office if you want so I sort of ended up coming in and just sort of like hanging out with them for a while and I think you've got to find those things haven't you you've got to find those ways and just something else I thought of like this week so I'm kind of having a I've been having a bit of that just being in West London (laughs) like I've got to integrate into a new local area um and one thing, like I got this puncture this week and I usually cycle to the gym in the morning and cycle back. But instead of doing that this week, I've been running and running back. It actually takes about the same amount of time. But um, it meant that I ended up having a casual chat, chit chat with someone else who was leaving uh, that I just wouldn't mm. have had if I'd jumped straight on my bike. So that's one of those, you know, weird things, isn't it? Like, um, yeah, I mean, you can get... If you, you just ordered me, all your groceries yeah. on a cardo, then you'd never um, be Go chatting to, no. to people in the shops. I mean, this is the thing about my... Uh the the ele- we were sitting on the sofa the other night going oh we're gonna go shopping yeah. <laughs> it's like oh where's my Riverford box and my milkman and my <laughs> please uh, but anyway but going out on your on your electric bike is a is a conversation starter right so you have your electric bike full of shopping and they're like oh is that an electric bike yeah oh. and then it's like, how much does that cost. <laughs> It's like, oh, that's why you're all loaded up, is it? I'm like, yeah. What, what do you do when it rains? Get put a jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> so we have these very intellectual conversations about bicycles and things. So you know, I think I think putting your there is something about um, actually being out and just do like you know running somewhere instead of mm. cycling or, or cycling instead of driving or that just make you're more exposed to your little environment. Mm. Um, Andre was always when he lived in Palace Gate I have to say he was really good at that that street was like a village mm. you know his little circuit that he did you know especially yeah. if you've got a dog and then you go for coffee yeah. and it, a lot of it's about like going out for a coffee at the same time every day in your local right. cafe to make sure you're nodding to the same people every morning and that's one thing we haven't done yet but we're going right. to do as soon as we finish building our bicycle storage area <laughs> which is turning into a massive so all our spare time like drop the child off at nursery run home do diy quickly work you know it's like a Mm. so yes the pressure but yeah like routine a routine of where would we do it i don't know like queen's park maybe we could come up there's a cafe here maybe we should do yeah you just but i think it really works for Mm. for a way of just because you know if you could 
you definitely will bump into the same people and you know just you go from nodding to talking mm. and right. it's like a little the 11 o'clock the 11 o'clock crew or the saturday morning <laughs> at 10 gang you know what i mean it's right. like um but it's certainly a thing around here and mm. plus then you're sitting down having a coffee enjoying yourself watching the world go by taking a moment say it was like okay fuck this brexit mess i'm going like what are the moving to another country there are always i wish we had sharon on as well because she sort of so i always have like doing it myself made me have so much more respect for people that have moved here from somewhere else and english isn't your first language i think that's uh, that takes a lot of balls yeah um, and it must be, and, and something I always envied, something I always thought, something I always saw was that you get like some friends automatically if you want them because they've, they're from the same place. So like, whereas in the UK, cause everyone sort of speaks English and you don't just sort of say hello to random people cause like why? Whereas if it was like, oh, you're Spanish, then you've instantly got a connection that you can develop. But then I did find being in Berlin, just because just someone was English didn't necessarily mean that I was going to be able to form a long and lasting friendship with them. So that no. the sort of like the, um, the romance of that died down a bit. But I was just going to ask, like, what are the things to... What, 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 what are, the, are some unexpected things that you missed or that what might you not be expecting from a big change like that? So I speak the language here and I'm familiar with the culture and all that kind of things. But I am, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm quite the foreigner. I've only lived, I only lived in Yugoslavia for a short period. I'm definitely like a, you know, uh, one of those Croats that was born abroad type, mm. you know, a bit weird. And plus I'm Herzegovinian and that never goes down very well because <laughs> they're all mental. Um, but it, what, what I wasn't prepared for and someone else spoke about this was the effect it has on the child because mm. she's like been mental <laughs> because everything is new. A, she's clearly overwhelmed by all the new. It's all new. Even though it's familiar, mm. it's still new. Having to operate in a different language. Yeah. So she's going to nursery. She definitely understands but struggles to speak and is nowhere near as eloquent at all in Croatian. Mm. And so... Like, and where normally she'd be like in nursery bossing everybody about and telling everyone what to do and organising things. She can't, because she can't tell them what to do. Yeah. Um, so I think it's very, well, it's not necessarily a negative by any stretch of the imagination, but I I hadn't really computed in how much extra love and attention she needs to sort of help her settle in. Because right. she doesn't know what's happening to her. You know, she wasn't involved in the decision. Mm. We we started telling her about it about four or five weeks before we were coming. And so, right. but it, we didn't ask her. 
Do you know what I mean? It was like, hi, so how about going to live in a different country with different friends that speak a different language, that eat different food, that like where everything is different. Mm. Um, yeah, so that took me by surprise if you've got kids. Mm. Um, but as a, but I am enjoying the sense of the, the, because the, we've moved from city to rural. Mm. I'm enjoying the pace change. Mm. And the being more physical, because I'm just out and about. I'm, you know, I have to walk more. Mm. I mean, the reason to travel is to realise what you're taking for granted and what you actually need versus, like, you think we think that we need all these things, but only by kind of transposing yourself into a different situation can you sort of see which ones you miss and which ones you realise were actually like more of a problem than a benefit, or you know, or looking at another way the sort of golden cage um idea as well like oh well if i don't have my i can't think of any examples so my coconut latte or my my uh you know turmeric latte i'll or die something. without my turmeric latte every morning <laughs> yeah, it'll be all right um but what i what i am what i was really surprised how much i missed was i think i've said it before but i just really missed it's a prep stuff like that <laughs> oh that, this is one thing i was talking god damn it i really missed contactless i was talking to this other couple the wife of this other couple who were similar ish age and lived in berlin quite recently and she was like oh they're having to actually prepare food for three meals a day yeah every day it's like what should we cook oh you know like the the it's it's it is a bit like i mean because nick's always worked from home we've always been making up food but your pret itsu story reminded me <laughs> though i found it's remarkable if you if you go and have a good snoop around the local supermarket you can find stuff that does a good imitation yeah or, yeah it's sort of like no, it's vaguely like, yeah but you've just got to like get stuck in i'm running out of indian spices that's going to be my next problem oh god i had this real bombay mix problem when i was in berlin i couldn't find it anywhere i found it in one shop which i'd cycled for 35 minutes to go and find this shop i just want some bombay mix you can't get it I've pro I've, yeah i've probably got four dolls worth of spices left right and then i'm dial free oh no but my mum's visiting on the 19th of june so that's going to be in her suitcase <laughs> like ground cumin ground so yeah <laughs> the stuff we'll, have a, uh, um, well you can buy some of it but in tiny little bottles and i need sacks of it <laughs> <laughs> to maintain my veganization obviously we're still in that thing where is it a holiday are we staying what are we doing yeah. but we're and having a child massively helps i think because as soon as you're doing nursery rituals you're immediately part of the little society right so it, as much no, as it might be a reason to kind of a, a force a, a source of friction it's actually also a source of like it beds you in quicker yeah, you've immediately got some people that you've got something in common with, mm. even if you've got nothing else. It's like, oh, yeah, yours four, yeah, they're mental, aren't they, yet? Yeah. <laughs> <Or> like, <laughs> so, 
whatever. Mm. So, so um, I, a final just question, like, say you kind of feel like you want to just leave the UK. Yeah. Like, what what stops you? Like, what are those things that kind of make you not do it? I think people. So my experience for me, like Nick and I did that traveling for a year. We did all, you know, we've we've often taken very long extended holiday type things. Like, hmm. But I think it boils down to this concept of the sort of the, the that um, all these things that you think you need and you have to maintain. Hmm. You know, if you've got a house with a mortgage, you almost certainly can rent that property out. Yeah. enough to cover the mortgage at least and the bills so that it's there and you're not selling I mean what I what I personally would really struggle to do and I know people do it is sell up and move right, I'd be like, right. Oh, oh my god the levels of commitment required for that they'd be like they're way above my my you know way away away from my fear barrier mm. um but yeah that you know rent keeping your options open is more <laughs> my cup of tea <laughs> rent out your house don't worry about your career in the year that you've gone or two years because I, I i had this conversation with nick where there's a few places i'd like to live for a year like alaska mm. just to do the full season and see what it's like i think it'd be mm. it'd probably drive me nuts but um you know, these things don't have to be forever and you can go and try them out. And, and actually the life that you've left behind won't change. You will. And your priorities will change. Mm. That's what I think, right. personally. I think that, that bike trip for us had the biggest, like that set us up for what where we want to put our emphasis. And so, and then the things that might have slowed you down from making the bike trip, let's say, I guess would have been, oh, my career is going to be interrupted. Oh my, oh, my. I was so, I'm going to lose my position. Oh my goodness. How hard has it been to become head of design? And now what? I go away. Who's going to take me seriously? Mm. There's going to be a gap in my CV, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And actually what really changed nothing i mean obviously they they'd made somebody else head of design when i got back but i had a job when i got back and i was you know you know it's like and then i could have stayed for longer um i found it much easier to do the job for certainly the until the trip wore off Mm. and then i went back to being covered in hive but you know it's like uh because it was easier to keep it in perspective um, but it's that career thing I think people think oh, I'm going to lose my my position on the property ladder will I ever regain it mm. blah blah Pfft. I think there's those like, things that you've worked really hard to build up that you yeah. worry that are maybe th- those things are less of a house of cards than you think um, maybe yes. some of those things I, I guess I'd say to Sharon like like you think that you've got this really specialised thing but you've been in the workplace for eight ten years or whatever and you you've you've got a lot out of that that you don't even realise and that you would only find by kind of going into a different situation and realise, oh, oh, I can use this. Like when I first got a job as a programmer, realising that all of that, all of those personal projects I'd done all count. I just assumed that if it wasn't, it didn't count. You sort of felt like you couldn't even put it on your CV if it wasn't like paid but actually yeah. all that experience counts. So yeah. in the same way, I think all those, the, the skills you learn for dealing with people in meetings and kind of making sure stuff happens and like, you know, all, all those all those things that you do in the workplace that don't go on your CV are still going to make 
you know people see you pretty quickly that they need to promote you to somewhere where you can do a bit more benefit and maybe it's not quite yeah, yeah. as precarious as we all worry I think it makes it I mean for example if you and Sharon were to go and live in Italy mm. like the fact that she speaks the language is a big you know it does make a massive difference going yeah, to live somewhere where you don't speak the language it does tough. limit who you can talk to. There's no, you know, you're you're talking either to the the other people there who are sufficiently educated to speak a different language, or so you're limiting your kind of like your range of people you're talking to, or you just feel excluded all the time. I think. Yeah, like that's like the ad- thing. Like you, you get people like if you can't understand what's going on, and if especially if it seems like where there's less of a self service culture, so. You get like Germany for me. It was a combination of not speaking German and nothing. I couldn't just go in, pick something up, contactless, self checkout. It was always there was a person involved. Uh, three times, you know, for every time I just wanted to not cook for myself, I had to deal with that. It's like oh god, and half the time I have to have cash and like yeah, that's even yeah, a thing yeah. to start with. What? How much? Uh, oh god, you don't know the numbers. But really, that's just you know, if that's a yeah, so, yeah. it's a source of friction. But I reckon a year or two you'll be fine it's just a matter of time and we're not all as everyone thinks that are too old to make a change but you're never too old to make a change i that was part of what i was going to say about the career thing it's like i don't like it might sound like a a cat poster Mm. but you know you can't postpone if you want to do something or you're curious enough to do it then there's no, in a, you know, in 10 years, in five years, in yeah. 20 years time, there's really not ever, there's always, always an excuse to not do something. Yeah. That's easy. It's to actually decide to go and do something is the harder one. Yeah. And frankly, I mean, I don't really want to save up all my experiences until my body's old and eight, you know, like yeah, when yeah, I retire. Yeah, pff, yeah that's just know, I'm going to be old then and a yeah. bit achy. <laughs> be healthy you know who knows what state I'm going to be Jim Ivanka how could I leave now (laughs) yeah we're so lucky to live near this very unusual place (laughs) what I just started gyrotonic (laughs) Uh, yeah so I've got no and there's no Pilates teacher here that's my biggest problem oh Um. dear (laughs) yeah you just said you lost some weight and you're much more active so, yeah, my knew? body always feels loads better here just because I have to do so many more things myself. So, <laughs> plus, plus we did weights in the garden last weights. night. <laughs> <laughs> so strong. How to leave the country is you just li- you just leave the country. If it, to do a just um, do a fear setting exercise. I'm I'm starting mm. to feel a bit more advoca- advocating of it. Um, just find out what you're actually worried about and whether or not any of those things are actually showstoppers or deal breakers. And then I think you just have to book it in. Yeah, just have to get an yeah. Airbnb somewhere. Start looking for a flat. Yeah, just do it. You can set do yourself this. a deadline. Don't be too picky. Yep. And uh, then uh, you just book a van. <laughs> get your dad. Get, get your dad to give you a lift to Berlin. Yeah. And then uh, 
fine. Just do it, and then you're stuck <laughs> <Good>. there. Because <laughs> you've got to persuade him to come pick you up again. I don't think it. I don't think it takes a kid to feel like it's a bit of a overhead <laughs> to move back. Like the hardest thing, like I said, like the hardest thing for, of moving to Berlin was then going. For, having to move back to London that took a lot of, so while I was kind of getting lots of money for my for work uh, that ended up kind of going back into moving back to London and then disappeared pretty quickly after that so um, yeah. I don't know maybe it would have been nice to stay but who knows yeah. um, but you've tra- lived in Berlin that's cool surely tra- and we're, 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 I, I'd quite like to I, 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 the thing I learned from living there was that a lot of things that I always thought, oh, but I've been building up because it's not just career, it's like music scene. I've got all these, finally built up all these connections and I'm getting gigs and I'm doing those things. But um, one reason I'd quite like to be in Europe is they actually pay musicians to play music. It's this crazy idea that your labour is rewarded, Mentally. even though you like doing it. Usually, I think, the, yeah, the thing that I think is the hardest is mm. friends. Yes, definitely. It's because, like it you know, definitely, to... definitely. It's taken me till the end of the episode to say this. Yeah. I've got some really lovely friends and family in Brighton who I just can't hang out with as much. Mm. Uh, obviously, communications are much easier these days with all the modern channels, but it's not the same. It's not the same. And, uh, and as somebody else I was talking to has also moved here, he said, he was like, these people they are an existing community nobody's sitting here waiting going oh what i really need is a new friend to move into the area (laughs) (laughs) so it's like and he's like well you know fair enough um but it's that sort of actual proper friends takes uh, a bit of time and effort yeah you you really Um, miss having someone that knows you well enough that you can just kind of get to the point yeah, um, just go. Meh, I don't or, like having uh, to do all the background information. <laughs> no. But FaceTime is very good for mm, having chats. True, the technology makes this all a lot easier. It and does. on that note, let's yeah. wrap this up. Right, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, go to grandpodcast.com and um, donate a thousand pounds at least minimum on our Patreon, which we've just started. Well, we put it made ages ago, but we've not really told you about it very well. By our calculations, this costs us hundreds of pounds in billable hours. So, uh, what's a dollar? Where can people find you, Ivanka? People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter and you, Michael. You can find me at michaelforestmusic.com and goodtohear.co.uk. Let's mix it up. You can find me in so many places. Some people might say, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. But um, to them I say, you're boring. Download my app. Download one of my apps. my app. I've got an app for that. That's what I say to you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we do these every week. Subscribe. And you'll hear the next one. You don't have to f- do anything for us. You don't know us nothing. But we haven't no, made any be... advertising demands. We'll do the refugee thing. Ivanka, look in the notes. Look at the refugee thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, do that, um, please. Do that. Uh, just have a look. Just have a look. Because it's not... Don't listen to Donald Trump. They're not criminals. They're no, lucky people they're not... who have been able to escape. And with that, 
yes. If you want to rate and subscribe and support, please. Please do. That's how you that can help. That would be very, like very it. nice of you. Um, um, anyway, thanks yeah. for listening. See you next time. Thank you bye. for listening. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. bye.